This whole situation, it's horrible. The country's disintegrating. What's happened to America? What's happened to the American dream? It came true. You're looking at it. We're back for the second episode of Along the Watchmen. This is Anthony Trevelante. Hey guys, and this is Litho Freeman. And while there's not many of you live watching, following us right now, we have to apologize for the late release of this episode. I was in Miami doing a little work this week. Miami. Miami. <laughs> has nothing to do with the show, unfortunately, but <laughs> I could talk about Miami for a while. Yeah. But we're here, and we're going to do the episode two, Martial Feats of the Comanche Horsemen Ship. Let's start it out like we did last time, one out of ten war sog masks. Uh, I am going to give it... A, um, I'm gonna give it a four mm. out of five. Uh, are we doing this out of ten? I forgot. I said ten. <laughs> Man, sorry. <laughs> I was like, mm, this is gonna be a good episode. Of no, four. no, no. Um, out of ten, we're, I'm gonna give it eight uh, because I feel like it did its it did its job as a uh, second episode. It's kind of always hard coming off a pilot, especially if you have a good pilot. Um, but this is the way it's supposed to be done. I think the writing, like, I, I was at a seven, and I was trying to be, I guess when I think about a whole season now, I'm trying to be like, well, I don't want to give everyone, like, a high number so Most we definitely. can actually have, like, a rating system. Um, but I, like, it, I think the writing stayed strong again, you know, and it was, like, coming off such a strong pilot, they could have definitely sunk the ship way harder. Right. And they didn't. So I definitely appreciated that. And I, because I, I stayed through the whole episode again, just, like, just really like engage with how they were doing doing everything again for sure for sure I, I think um you know one thing that they did like very well is they answered they and they answered some questions that we asked last mm -hmm. week uh that the pilot kind of presented itself. really cool ways too like yeah. i was a little surprised to see how they answered like we were kind of like in the ballpark of some of those answers most definitely especially like the redfordations i thought yeah. that they had like a whole place set up for it and then like the way they go about that which we'll dive into in a little bit for sure and then they also kind of revealed more about the children yeah uh, Angela's that was children. pretty interesting it was there wasn't as big of like it should have been a bigger plot twist almost mm. in the way like, i got on i didn't feel as shocked by it but it was cool we called it yeah yeah, yeah that's well, why <laughs> well that you real like did we call last week the uh the chief being a, rel a relative to one of them um no uh the uh you're talking about the old man character will um i didn't no, no, are, wait no. are you talking about the kids the long-haired kid with the black hair did you catch that oh his uncle is was the police chief you know yes. when she went in and told him that he like hung himself and stuff yeah. that what i thought was pretty surprising he said he wasn't the real uncle so I don't know mm. if he's like I don't know if it's like more like a family thing like you know oh, close family friend. Maybe. That's uh, probably why it didn't sink so hard for me because yeah. I was like, uh, that makes sense. But yeah, the kids that was interesting to kind of meet the father of one of the kids. Yeah, um, we saw. I think we thought they were gonna be cops' children, and it seems like they're like rescuees from that. That yeah, I don't know if the because um, when she's in the hospital, they bring up. Uh, her partner, I think his last name is Doyle. Uh, I have it somewhere written down, but they bring him up. But I'm not sure if he uh, is the is the father. I suppose mm -hmm. because I mean the the forty houses got attacked. Uh, so I, if she just grabbed his kids, you know that's like honorable, I suppose. But 
at the same time, there had to be a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how many partners does a police officer go through? I wonder if they did more of, like, a swapping of kids around since the addresses were known. Like, since so many were busted, they might have had to, like, give up kids. For sure. Because it was a safety measure. I imagine, know? like, a lot of them <clears throat> got out of there. Or, like, any survivors would have to, like, get out of Tulsa. I kind of thought about that with Angela because it's like, well, you're still in the town. You know, and you got attacked. So your face was known. Um, I mean, all those Calvary, Calvary uh, guys might have got killed, you know, within that process. But maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Because that, that even, like, to go back to him being the uncle, like, why didn't she talk to the other kids so straight on? Yeah. Because like they didn't it. really relate in the beginning that, like, there, was a, like a, there wasn't any visual on screen time connection between the, the, cha- the chief and the kid that. They right. told that too. Yeah. I um I really think that we're gonna get more of the White Knight from other perspectives, possibly. And just like a continuation of uh what really happened because the way they cut that scene, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I thought the cutting and the cinematography like the way they weaved in and out in this episode was really awesome. Cause I first thought they like went forward to Christmas and I was yeah. like, huh, oh, this is a I guess they didn't tell us it wasn't Christmas, but right. Um, so let's go back to the start of the episode again. Right. We start with a historical footage, basically, which I thought was pretty interesting. That now they're showing World War II, and the subject matter is them trying to change the minds of a uh, African American cavalry or command unit that they're fighting for mm. people who don't care. And Germany does. I thought that was um, other than showing the paper. Like, it was interesting to me that they're, like, it seems like history and the way that history has been written is going to be a big part of this show. Most definitely. Um, I think the blending of real events um, afterwards. So, after I found out, uh, after I, like, kind of rewatched it, that was actually World War One. Oh. Because oh, yeah, the yeah. kid is still a kid. I didn't catch that. It's, like, I have it written down in my original notes that, um, you know, uh, I have... I think, quote, Nazi typist, <laughs> but those weren't the Nazis. They were just Germans. This was World War One. Uh, but that's something I didn't catch at all. Actually, now that I think about it, I was looking for like the the swastika armband or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't or see like it. The but, I, but sometimes movies don't like touch on that for, like, you know, for many reasons. Most definitely. So I wasn't I wasn't too sure. But I I wonder if that I wonder what that's gonna, if that's going to do anything besides just show that letter, because then they revealed that that's the letter that it got written on. Um, right i thought that shot was really cool that transition uh between like uh younger him essentially you know into that older him uh right before i like the way they cut to uh right before angela pulls up from the last episode Mm -hmm. um just so like that quick glimpse of like what is he doing like right before she pulls up yeah i kind of like that that was like a nice little touch i believe um so from there she Grabs the old man, old man mm-hmm. Will, uh, takes him to the bakery uh, in her like downstairs kind of like lair, and I thought that whole sequence was like really cool. How she like she had she made the coffee, which was like a good like good writing. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, thought. get the <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she goes into this double like double chamber, and that's when she kind of like releases her anger. I thought that was like a very interesting like scene yeah she's a lot of her her character is like coming out with a lot of complexity um and they're starting to like show 
how well she deals with that too and she like kind of lives these like multiple lives which i think you see even when she um seen i don't know maybe it's like two scenes later when they go to nixonville and she beats the shit out of that dude she basically goes from like i don't want to be a part of this to like i'm gonna beat the like literally beat the dude to a pulp for sure um so it's like she kind of is living these like ultimately different lives which is obviously the metaphor of like her putting the mask and stuff on yeah they're doing that like very well Mm -hmm. uh because I, I actually thought it was kind of odd that she would, like, immediately change into her costume, knowing that she's about to go back out here uh, to talk to Will, who has probably one of the best lines in the episode. Uh, when she comes out, he's just like, you changed. <laughs> you know, yeah. he, like, doesn't give a fuck. His lines are killer, <laughs> and his, like, composure that, that, that he keeps. The, the, the costumes also, like, um, there's actually studies I've, been, I've read. I forgot what book I read it in. It was, like, a... It was either Batman in psychology or it was barking up the wrong tree. But mm. they've basically done tests where... No, it was definitely Batman in psychology. They've basically done tests where, like, police officers feel, like, more of a sense of authority when they put on the uniform and, like, nurses feel a certain way and stuff. And it's, like, this psychological trick of, like, you... Like, even in the morning, if, like, like me and someone who works at home, it's, like, sometimes I even try to implement that where it's, like, I'll shower and put on, like, clothes and stuff. Like, I'm For going sure. to work and then sit down. But it's, like that psychology like is heavily played out with like her character especially and even like some of the other characters it seems like i think is the uh i think something that's going to start unfolding is like the more we're learning about this world the more we're you're gonna see like the the yin and the yang of everything which yeah. i think is like playing out what like in present in our reality it's like some of these ideas that have evolved in this show i think we're going to see the negative effects of those ideas which is going to create a lot of like thought of like this is the right thing for us to do yeah. as a society which it's <clears throat> which i think that's like the even more with the mask it's 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 showing that um that symbolism of like everyone's kind of having to live these like different they're not their truths almost because some of these cops can't be cops and it's yeah. like the heroes can't be heroes and it's like even the the calvary can't be the calvary and it's like all these people are like trying to like mesh together mm. and i think they've been doing such a really good job like visually and in the story as you were saying that it made me think of like the internet trolls um as silly as that sounds but it made me think of like you know the, our mask is like hiding behind our mm-hmm. profiles or our avatars that uh i don't want to say most oftentimes but you know we all see the people who are not real people online you know, and they refuse to even reveal themselves at all because and even some they of the heroes, shit. even some of the heroes of today hide, I think, behind masks. It's like this is something I think about a lot with change is like sometimes you have to play the game to make the most change. And yeah. I think some people like get rebellious about change. It's like you think of people like a Will Smith or like a, a Rock or something who are like really influencing people, but they're pretty normal dudes, like not really shaking the tree up too much. So it's like I think a lot like her character for example i think her raw persona is much more rebellious than she is when she's like working with the police in her uniform so while she's able to be like more more than a cop in the uniform it also kind of keeps her as a cop yeah to an extent in the uniform because she has to like balance that act a little more Hmm. that leaves way to kind of like the 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 concept of warshak in the original comic like he had that kind of like uh moral ambiguity uh to where he didn't have something to tie him down to where he was a cop so the way he takes care of a rapist is he uh you know kills him and leaves him in front of the police station Mm -hmm. you know and it's that kind of uh lack of restraint Mm 
that I believe they touch on a lot, especially in that uh, the American Hero show within the show that, episode. I'm glad they're going into uh, all that. And if anyone who's listening to the podcast doesn't know, we're also really deep diving into these documents and these different kind of pieces that we're releasing. So please yes. check out the list. Um, these are obviously going to be called episodes, but we'll call them something different. But definitely deep dive with us on those. Yes, Pedia uh, deep dive coming. Soon. But even like, uh, even like we do the, uh, like we do these deep dives. It's like they're deep diving in the show, you right? Know? And it's like that's kind of what I mean. What made me lean towards the like, are some of these things going to be bad? Is that intro scene that clips through all these different scenes, and it's like this show is not a representation of the government yeah. it doesn't it but and it was like a, probably like a minute and a <laughs> half I, I have those all written down all right, dude, <laughs> i really want to hear that it. was like, like really I was, cool it was like funny to me like that's something that it's like that's kind of where our world's going and it's Most like could you imagine flip it on the tv and it's like this is not this and this I is thought, not that and i think it's a i thought it was very funny um it definitely when, has a sense of humor yeah yeah when it first popped on but after you get done laughing you're like oh well that that could be TV in 15 years, you know, which is whatever, you know, who does it hurt, I suppose. Uh, but I wrote those down. Uh, so here we go. Bah, bah, bah. All right. So the TV advisor, he's talking this this television show may contain um, harmful, harmful content, emotional, harmful content. Please. No kids in the room. Uh, we <laughs> this TV show has violence against people of color people of the lgbtq plus community this does not reflect the government which i thought was very interesting because it's like it's all television run by this government yeah that could that's kind of weird that the, the government it, usually it'd be like this is not a representation of cbs but now yeah. it's the government you know um uh to continue he goes on like this contain <laughs> this will depict uh, language, violence, misogyny, racism, anti-Semitism, <laughs> hate crimes, and depictions of sexual assault. Please be advised. <laughs> it has a bit of like the lawsuit kind of thing in it where it's like everything's got to be like, you know, definitely. It's like it feels like you just read like my terms and conditions of working with my company. <laughs> yeah. Like none of these projects represent 77 Media Group and any of their affiliates. It's like it's just funny it the can, government is kind of like an entity of that in this i suppose because if they're in entertainment you know what is what really is entertainment really about you that know? could be that could be definitely something looking forward to evolving let's talk about nixonville a little bit i thought that was a pretty interesting thing for some reason it's it's still i haven't processed why this thoughts in my head but i'm just gonna say it to maybe air it out on air but it's like when they went to pull down the fucking nixonville statue all i could think of was saddam's yeah. Thing being pulled down in Iraq. And yeah. I don't know why, but it's like I'm trying to like iron out why I, I think that. that I think the iconic the iconic picture um of Saddam's statue coming down is framed just like that frame of the uh television Maybe, show. Yeah, that's interesting. I yeah, I didn't think about that, but though, I mean that's interesting. Um the Nixonvilles are kind of brought up a lot in one of the uh documents. From the Pedipedia, uh, which episode is it? I believe it's the Rorschach. It's the Rorschach memo. Yeah, Rorschach's journal, um, which we will be deep diving into in a episode coming up. So please check that out. Uh, be on the lookout for that. As far as I know, which is I find interesting, no other podcast, and I don't yeah, mean to man, throw shade. Much. There it is. Sorry, we're looking at the Saddam statue. Oh, falling. yeah. Totally. This is the shot, more or less, with its... I guess... If they would have pulled it down, that would have been... Wait, there's actually one of its standing. The shot. This is kind of the shot, minus... 
This is kind of the shot. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, they tried to pull it from the bottom, I think. I wonder if that was like a conscious a conscious move on the uh it was a weird thing for DP. me because it's not like that's like a really memorable time of my life like i mean i remember when it happened but like we were pretty young was, yeah, april 9th april 9th 2003 yeah wow that was a while ago yeah, so it's like it's not that relevant, not not unrelevant, but it's not like in my front mind. But it was just funny that my mind like snapped to that. I mean, even that shot right there is kind of the same thing as that like shot up from the right. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the Nixonville seemed like an interesting thing. It was interesting. Basically, the cops then kind of took a bad guy turn. Of like now they're just rounding up people. Like we don't even know what happened there. There's so much like happening in this show that is going to keep just, like, bleeding out right. into the next episodes and stuff. Because now they have all those people essentially detained. Right. Um, so I imagine we're going to get, like, who's going to snitch, you know, type of deal. Um, but did the Will, did Will do it? That is the big question. Now, he because, repeated uh, probably, like, five times, like, I'm the one who strung up your chief uh, to Angela as she's trying to, like, question him. Uh, I I don't believe it, personally. Well, a way out of it that he could still be telling the truth is he says he can, like, do control matter with his mind, which I don't know if he was telling the truth there, but, like, what if he, like, got one of the the Nixonville people to, like, do it under mind control? Like, right. Like, how did you lift the body up if you can't do this? It's like he gets other people to do his bidding. For sure. Or whatever's in that spaceship. I mean, I liked how he basically used her car <laughs> to get away. Yeah. Because he called that, like, 15 minutes earlier. <laughs> There's a that. bunch of calls uh, where he made where... Uh, he's speaking about the chief of police and he says, you know, he has some skeletons in the closet. And then, I don't know, maybe five minutes within the show later, we get to Angela, um, who fate passed out at a party, yeah, uh, which I thought, food. yeah, <laughs> I immediately, I have it written down of like sketchy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like underlined sketchy. Uh, but come to find out, she had a whole plan to uh, put on the specially made goggles, which I believe is a shout out to the original Night Owl. Some of his technology, those goggles, uh, but his couldn't see through walls or anything. It was very, that seemed like uh, that the Dark Knight scene uh, with yeah. um, with the end. Christian Bale, yeah, yeah, when they're like kind of listening to the Joker. Is never gonna do, I'm never doing this again. Just <laughs> yeah. for the machine. Yeah. Shout out thing. to Lucas. Um, they should bring him back in if they're gonna do another Batman. This Robert Patterson. Who is the actor? I can't think of his name, but he made a cameo in this where he was the the newspaper guy. Uh, like the newsstand guy. Yeah, I can't remember the actor. I can't remember. I can't put his face on it. I can think see his face. I can't think of the movie. Yeah, he's like a a bald black dude, but he's like an older guy. He's in a (laughs) bunch of films. I can't think of what movie. Damn. Um, that scene was actually a shout out to the original comics. Um, kind of within every, probably in every uh, issue of the comics of the of the twelve, there is this uh, newsstand guy, and this is the '80s, so newsstands were a lot more prevalent. Um, and now within this universe, we understand through the Wikipedia that the internet isn't the internet as we understand it uh, in our reality. So newspaper stands are still a thing within the this Watchman TV show reality. Uh, which I thought was a really good callback. Just a little bit of fan service that they're giving there, uh, which I can always appreciate when done right, I suppose. I can't find who it was. 
Um, so back to this Will character. I have this written down that he said it's been a long time since I've been home. Um, mm-hmm. After he tells Angela that he needs his pills. What do you think that's about? I don't know. Is he from... I don't know. He makes the Dr. Manhattan thing and Dr. Manhattan's on Mars. Um, so it could be that sense. What were his pills again for? He said it was for his memory. Oh, yeah. But it, it was that... Uh, and this is you know on the, on the film side... That's that fractured lens shot that uh, I think most moviegoers would know from like the Tarantino films where they mm-hmm. just love where like the two things that are obviously far apart are within that focus. Uh, so I don't think those pills are for his memory pills. It's almost like a like. What do you think they would be for? I, I don't know. I'm actually not sure. Um, she does give him one. So they're definitely pills. Um, but I, 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 for some reason, I just don't think that they're for the memory um but even if he had memory like what does the, i'm trying to think who he could be like affiliate the only thing i can think of with space i mean that was like a spaceship that picked him up most definitely so um that like limits our options it's i was i actually went back through the comics to try to find a ship that kind of resembled that like shape because we only catch the bottom and on the back it has like one of those old school like kind of fan propellers um i couldn't find anything so that's gonna be that's going to come. I'm going to throw out a crackpot theory here, though. All right, let me hear it. So, this man, Will, um, you know, grew up within the time that the original Minutemen would have formed. And the way the show is going, I could very much see them pulling a um, kind of like a, a, a black league. Um, kind of like with the same thing that happened within like every sport. At first, there was like... The original league, you know, of MLB, and because they wouldn't let black athletes in, you know, there was the Black Afro League. Um, I actually think that a a black league of Minutemen could be a reality in this universe, and he was part of that. Was Germany tied in with the original Minutemen? Um, not not any more than just like an uh, just like a threat, just like an overseas kind of threat. threat. Yeah. Because uh, during the I original like theory, I think that's very, very pr- probable. I hope so, <laughs> um, because I think that'll be an interesting thing to like dive into. Um, only because that's another thing that's not mentioned within the comics. But since they're taking everything so literal within this uh, content in the, within this universe, I really think that that would be a probable thing. It could uh, be very probable, and it's like that maybe adds more relevance to the Germany thing. I don't think they would have shown a scene to just reveal where the paper that that note was written on came from. You're probably right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, it like it all. I mean, it's it it's it states more at like the I don't know. That's a big scene, just to like think like oh yeah. By the way, like the Germans were trying to like I don't know. It's just like yeah. a it's a it's an interesting thing so it's like wondering if like they like they could even bend that infiltrate in that scene you know right yeah depending on how many you know kind of made it back and you know what was his father a part of when they did come back yeah they you don't know, really go there... deeply into that and right. like what he was doing at the time because all you see him is rush away to go back to the tulsa thing they actually historically explained the event in the episode which i thought was really cool because that was yeah. something we kind of did on the podcast last sure. week to get people back at history but it was almost like that was a cool thing to me to be like because i'm sure some people didn't know about it most definitely um and it's like same with it being called black wall street and like and i i I think them tying the reparation, the red fredations into that was pretty interesting. And then mm-hmm. I also thought it was interesting 
showing how it's like a DNA thing. Yeah. Because it's almost like a... It almost like showed the way it, a way it could not like could be done. I guess, I guess it could be done that way, but that'd be kind of shady. I don't know. If well, no, if they're it depends on. I guess in real life it would depend on like what incidents they're going off of. Uh, but within this universe, I really I really like how there's that stand that little, little kiosk like right at the end of the museum. Come check out if you are actually a descendant. Yeah, that was. Type I, of I was wondering if that, like, I thought it was a museum, but then I was like, is this like an elaborate place to go, like, get it? You know, that mm-hmm. was blown up, and I like that that guy, and you can like find out family members and stuff. Right. Um, and that place is the Greenwood Cultural Center, uh, Heritage Center, I believe, which I believe is a real place, uh, but it's also a uh, place that is mentioned kind of beforehand because I believe they release those documents a few days uh uh right out after the first episode uh but they explain how that place is a place of um you know remembrance mm-hmm. uh for the cultural uh significance of Tulsa you know good and bad and they're also showing that movie uh that is shown to us on the first clips of the first episode that's what this memo is about. It's about that actual like film, and they go into like the um, the real life people behind it who I didn't even know about. Um, but that is something we'll dive into on the Tune into the other episode. Yeah, leave us <laughs> likes and subscribes and all that bullshit. Um, so let's talk about what what do you think about the clan outfit being found in his his thing? Do you think it was a plant? Do you think it was you know it was interesting? Yeah, uh, I. I, I I have two thoughts um, that either it is his um, and it was kind of one of those things where he, it was like passed down from his father to his family because uh, he seems to be like a native from down south within this. Uh, so maybe it's that angle. Um, I also thought that what if it's his uh, his like wife's. Some about her. Some about her gives me a little like sketchy feeling. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. like I, I mean, if it's not her, she's like into it. You know, she's like in it. Um, I, I don't know. It. I think it ties into like questions we asked last week about how like he walks around without a mask. Um. So like within that thinking that it is quite peculiar, it might make sense that he would have you know this robe. And he is kind of playing both sides that kind of, you know, to jump back to the actual title, uh, Feats of Comanche Warmanship. Uh, I know I said that wrong, <laughs> but that martial feats of Comanche Warmanship. Yes. Thank you. Uh, that painting is about how, you know, Native Americans would use they could flip to the side of their horse um, and kind of blind themselves in plain sight. So I think that like that 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 metaphorical you know kind of writing go either way she was the wife wasn't like super upset um it didn't seem it it just seems like her her demeanor maybe people grieve different so maybe that's maybe we're just talking out our asses but maybe she's a part of this i don't know i I, that's what that's what my thoughts the only way i could see him kind of being a part of it too is like the way they introduced his character with um 
her by the be- him by the bedside. Like it was almost like at that moment, that was when they like let the first name thing go for sure. And it was like, was that his like swoop in? Like, damn, we didn't kill this girl. Like, I gotta make sure. But then it's like what I, what I almost think to what I thought to like a, excuse me originally. Um, it was almost like a ri- like it was this plan that he like ended up liking her. Yeah. Not like in a romantic way, but like they ended up actually like becoming like close, right. and like that's what where it was at. Because um, we were like talking how joyful that like meeting the singing and stuff was. So Most it's definitely. like these are the same characters we're talking about, yeah. Um, which is interesting. Yeah. Again, this arc with him, uh, him as a character, uh, I th- uh, we like raved about last week, and you know, and now it gets deeper. Um, we're I think we're gonna find out more about where uh his intentions may lie like way down the line i think this is going to be one of those like back burner things mm-hmm. of like oh yeah uh remember that chief and she she's not gonna i don't feel like she's gonna tell anybody but i feel like this is gonna be one of those way down the line answers uh that's gonna come probably episode eight type of deal could be a thing of like because like i don't know if the skeletons in the closet thing was actually really that meant to be taken but it's like maybe he is someone who like comes from this line of people who are that you know and it's like he doesn't like it another thing i thought i have to give it another watch i only actually watched through it about once but um she calls the the the, um the people maybe i guess she was calling the calvary races there was like a scene where it almost was like they were like talking about the people who like hate the police is racist but maybe I misunderstood it. Hmm. I don't, can't. I'm just can't. I can't remember enough details of what scene that was. Maybe. Yeah, it was like more towards the end of the episode. Huh. I'm not sure. I'll have to maybe touch. I'll have to note to touch back upon this next week. What's um, that? But maybe I, I might have just miss miss hit it on that one. Hmm. I'm trying to think, if there's anything else we kind of missed uh, from the episode. There's a lot of predicting last week. I think now the, the as we go along, this predicting is going to get a little more narrow, narrow, narrow. Right. Um, let's see. Next week's episode is. I'm trying to think if we missed anything. It was kind of like a lot of this dive in because they had the the they did. There's a a good part of the episode was the, um, hero thing, which was right after that TV announcement. Mm. That was a good like minute or two, which basically showed like a really bloody store robbery almost. Yeah, hyper violent. Um, Hooded Justice, who is. A character mentioned a lot within the comics. Uh, he's a guy who no one knew his true identity. Uh, he never came. He never came out with it. And within the television universe, they're within that TV show. I guess the American Hero series. Uh, they're kind of putting it on the end of he faked his murder to where everybody thought it was this Molar guy, um, but it's not really him. So. I think we're going to get more shots of that series. At least I hope so. I, was, I really liked the way it was like kind of shot immediately gave you that kind of like 1940s, 1930s kind of vibe. Uh, you know, little kids standing yeah. outside the store selling newspaper type of thing. Um, but I thought, you know, immediately showing that and kind of jumping back to the idea of uh, the mass vigilantes being hyper violent. Um, and showing that within that first shot of that series, I thought was very interesting. Yeah. We almost forgot to talk about, or at least I think we almost forgot to talk about the man in the mansion. 
Yes. Because that shit is like getting weird. So I'm like, <laughs> I like, I kind of like, like how it's only one like bit of him. Like for sure. That's gotta be, that's gotta be a piece of the pie. Yeah. But this episode we see, um, him and his play be performed. Um, which is the first shot. I just want to jump to the first shot. When we see him, um, he's riding on his horse whose name is, uh, Bucephius. Uh, I'm probably saying that wrong, but I think that's a jump back to the Adrian Veidt's character who had a clone of one of his like creatures named Bubastis. Um, it was like this purple lynx type cat, um, which I thought was really cool in the uh, tomatoes on the tree. Uh, so this is jumping back to like the idea of uh, Adrian Veidt having these eugenics that he kind of sold the properties of. Uh, which is something we'll be jumping into in, within that uh, episode of the PDPedia. <laughs> Again, stay tuned. Uh, check that out. Yeah, we're going to deep dive all the memos, which go into the eugenics and the cloning system that had actually in this universe been around since the 80s. Um, but yeah, we'll jump into that later. So this the 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 play. Um, how'd you <laughs> how'd you uh, how'd you feel about the the the, the real fire? You know, did that it, was, did it surprise I, you? That was like daunting. I mean, I would did it took me a minute to like under like I thought when he came down that it was like a big magic trick, and then I was like, oh no, and then it's like, oh, these are all the clones, which was like that was that was like last week we talked about like why were there just two of them, which now right. there's not. There's like a ton of these people, For and they're sure. basically just creating new ones, and it's like who's who, um, and it's like I feel like the woman who's there is gonna be i feel like she's gonna be like not break free of this but she has like a lot of emotion yeah you know and a lot of like understanding i think of what's going on where it seemed like the other people weren't right but that was pretty crazy and it didn't it didn't seem like he like was i wonder if he knew it was happening he kind of like went it seemed like the woman knew it was happening yeah i don't i i I got a sense of she was surprised with real fire like this was the first time the, yeah the real fire happened because he had to get those tears yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 which was like uh i mean brutal in the sense uh but he also made a comment before the play uh to where the, the mr phillips character is like master i need that watch as a prop and he turns around and he's like mr phillips did it ever occur to you that you are the prop yeah and then like we come to find out I thought that that was uh, a like, really good he piece of writing. Like dynamites, dynamite blasting. <laughs> yeah, the shit. old school lever. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that was like, like obviously they ended up being the clones, but then you see like this hooded violin figure, and like you're right, he has his own soundtrack. He's a very, totally. very elaborate man. Yeah, um, and it's like he's obviously obsessed with that with Mister Manhattan and the story of that. For sure, um, I think him playing out uh, that play gives a lot to how much he understands about this Mr. Manhattan character. Cause he was, uh, this Adrian Veidt character, he was actually, uh, around when Dr. Manhattan was like created type of deal. So to him, he was never like this God figure. He was just a man who suffered a great accident. Uh, so I think like him kind of obsessing with that will lead into him experimenting with the fact that like dr manhattan's essentially greater than him now it, yeah because he's the greatest man totally totally i uh, like the transition to that scene from the horse painting yes because i was like why are they zooming in this horse and right going with it yeah the transitions man you brought it up on the first episode i think they stood out a lot they stood out a bit more to me on this second episode i like the shot of the typewriter with the german 
um scene where the face was like upside down in the the glass yeah like, yeah the cinematography has been point uh been on the title on screen again was good Definitely. Um, no outside music this time i noticed yeah so that is even weirder to me like, <laughs> we're gonna be on episode 15 like why was future <laughs> why was it future <laughs> or why was he it's gonna be like what, what was the point of that is now it's like i didn't even get a song here to be like oh it's an hbo thing <laughs> i think that i think that solidifies that it was a fa- it was an attempt at that like oh the guy's listening to rap music now but definitely they just really picked an interesting song <laughs> um what else can we touch on before we get out of here? We almost forgot about that. Well, that let me get uh, let me get your opinion on shot of the night. Shot what was the well the shot night. of the episode to you? It might have been the typewriter. I really like that shot. I don't yeah, know why. I'm trying to think if there was anything else that really stuck out to me. Um, I think it was a typewriter. That's that's fair. That's fair. I just oh. thought it was unique. I don't know. I like when I like shots that like don't like not don't make sense, but like could be done without, and they still did them anyway. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Because it adds like a. I mean, it's done as a part of the style, but it's like Tarantino does. Like I like his are more like item shots, but I love those about his films. Like, like uh, like the processes kind yeah. of like yeah. Because that's what I think is like. That's what I kind of like to shoot is like get in the scene and like get it a different way kind of thing most definitely what was yeah. your favorite shot um i think it's to me it was uh the male frontal i'm gonna go ahead and say that out loud i forgot to, <laughs> i just, forgot to actually bring that up because i was gonna be like damn shout out to hbo for this like in, in a world like i think that plays us into what this show is yeah is like <laughs> totally you know shout out to um I, I don't even know the actor's name forgive me uh if you're listening to this sir uh but like going f- fucking balls to the wall like we're just gonna give it to you because it, it was the camera actually didn't move this like stage like pans down um uh, and you just like get it right in your face yeah. i was like yeah hbo <laughs> yeah there should be an award for the best male full frontal most in, definitely in a uh in a piece because it would stimulate <laughs> it would stimulate more of that which would then like destigmatize the nudity in general because now exactly. they feel like now everything's like chicks are getting naked in shows and yeah it's like let's we got to show some uh some equality within the nudity even space, like you know even game of thrones i remember the joke of that show was like how much dick was in it and it's like there's <laughs> not that much dick. In no it. not compared to boobs yeah, not, it's not. like the, the like the women the male nudity ratio is like not that hot. Like it was like everyone was like, oh, there's like dicks, and it's like I think that was the first show to do it. So everyone's like, oh, I got his cock. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh, one scene, one. Episode. Yeah, this is like one Jesus every like Christ, six episodes. <laughs> yeah, but shout out to that. And it was like I like the wide shot where he like stepped off and was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to that. <laughs> right on well the next episode is called she was killed by space junk the synopsis is following a late night visit from a senator fbi agent Lori blake heads to tulsa to take over the recent murder investigation the lord of the manor receives a harshly worded letter and responds accordingly all right so we got i like how they're uh, doing both of those stories and both plug lines right it was like that last week or plot lines totally so it sounds like we're gonna get introduced potentially to a new character i don't think Lori blake has been introduced to us yet no Lori blake um is a very important figure within like the universe uh she used to be silk specter 
who was part of the original Watchmen. Um, and according to the documents, which we're going to talk about in the PDPedia episode, um, according to those, she and uh, the original Night Owl were under arrest. But now she's an FBI agent. Uh, so I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I don't know who she gave up uh, or what she could give up because she was, she was a part of a number of like technical crimes. Um, but I think she's going to be a very strong, another strong woman character uh, within this show. That could lead more into like, there's still so much to be found out about, you know, um, Robert Redford and Nixon because it's almost like, it's not like Trump and Obama, but kind of. I mean, playing, yeah. I mean, but with all those too, political like, it's sides. It's even like Nixon and Obama kind of thing. But yeah. It's pretty, basically, both times had like, their big thing I'm, I'm interested yeah because the elections exist they talked about them but then it's like they don't have terms so it's like i forgot how long robert redford's been president he's it's uh, in the first episode in yeah. the background i saw it i just can't remember i, I believe he's been president since um i want to say like 93 92 93 because in those in the uh, pdpedia documents they talk about how uh that time what's called the blue wave and it was headed by the adrian Veidt character as far as like funding and such so i think i want to say it's around the early 90s since he's been so president he's been president for a while and that's yeah. interesting why he can't get why he isn't being unelected and if he will be unelected because there's now an election coming up so it's right. like that could be the big the big stand of the calvary is to kind of get a different guy in office and i forgot who that guy is he's he was at the um party uh, yes. yeah he was yeah. at the party or, not there not the party the uh yeah. funeral yeah what do you call she... those mornings that's not a morning is it It looked more like a party than a morning <laughs> but that's when they found the clan the clan costume right scene. But yeah 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 uh, um, senator kane who damn. is the son of uh the the senator who outlaw who outlawed uh vigi- vigilanteism so he's the he's the direct descendant son um, of his father, who was also a senator, who got the uh, that law passed. So I imagine his ideas are similar to his father's, and they're you know a bit more on the right. So mm-hmm. yeah, they yeah I think be that's the, gonna be he's interesting. He's gotta be the Nixonville guy, but he's also at that party with the wife, which could play into her being the Klan member. Right, right, um, and not you know not for nothing, but. Angela was there was a shot. There's a shot of a lady as soon as Angela walks into the party, uh, or that like she appears in the party because it jumps from the car to the party. There's two ladies talking on the stairs and they like stop talking, like give her kind of like a dirty look. Um, and at that point, I realized like, oh shit, Angela is the only black person within this uh, like party. Uh, and I mean that party, but like morning service or whatever that was. Uh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, um, and then eventually she finds the the robe. So I wonder if that's all. You know, are all of them a part of it? <laughs> I gotta re. I'm gonna rewatch that scene. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, that's a. Uh, it's a lot brewing there. There's yeah. a lot brewing in this series. Most. That's definitely. why it's like it's a it's a damn good series. I'm really glad we decided to do this. I'm enjoying watching. It. I'm enjoying talking about it for sure. Um, and then it's like it's such a they're already deep diving us so hard. So man, let's plug it for the fortieth time. Please check out our other episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we're, we're gonna. It seems like we actually just found out that they released documents about the next one. So we're probably gonna get you those guys a little maybe before next episode. We're gonna try to keep up. It seems like they're at least releasing ones. Yeah. Every time, so we're gonna be doing both. Um, and can we just as filmmakers talk about how this that release this releasing of 
real world material goes into your film project and how that's becoming like more popular i think what it does is i think it's going to help bridge that i don't want to call it the book to film gap but basically it's like you were already like you're already getting because you you're a little more familiar with the extra material right now but you already have some answers to things i was like posing and it's like there's just not enough time to do all that especially in a world like this to get everyone is up to date and right. stuff so it's like i think it's i think the reason it's becoming more relevant excuse me is the uh is the ability to like i think expanded universes aren't as like ridiculous anymore it's almost like right. to me it's like the rpgs of movies yeah because dude. i'm like a big like i played world of warcraft in high school and it's right. like i was those games are all like you know all those games are like nerdy but what attracted me to those games was the vastness of it yeah it's like this game was a game you played with other people on top of it but it was also like you could spend your day like creating things or like raiding or fighting or doing all these different Mm -hmm. things and it's like these movies and stuff now are kind of taking that ability to get all that entertainment like in one right no it's funny that you brought that up um because i actually uh thought of the gaming world immediately because i think they're the they're the ones who did it the right way first now in film there were movies like um uh, bah, 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 bah. what is it the lady gets caught in the woods super 90s movie uh blair witch project i was gonna say that yeah but i didn't think no no right. it's the blair witch so they actually had real world material when they released the movie how like they made up like fake newspaper clippings that you could go to this website and like all this stuff but that never caught on within film because for a full feature you want some you would like to have your answers kind of contained within on film mm-hmm. but games and i think more recently uh games like uh like fortnite uh which i don't play uh but i'm familiar that they did a whole campaign of like when the new season came out in the real world they dropped like these llama things that are in the games they were in like separate places in the world so one was like in mexico one was in paris and like a gamer would find it you know what i'm saying put it up on the map and it, it became a thing outside the game that tied into the game and it got a lot of people excited. And I think that is the same model that, you know, we're following now. And it's a lot more popular because of, uh, of video games. I think we're going to see, too, over time, just, like, the idea of reality blurred. Like, you, you know, we talk about it jokingly, but in a serious manner of, like, AR and, like, VR. Yeah. And, like, you know, you th- uh, what's that Steven Spielberg movie? ready player one stuff like that it's like i don't think that's going to be unpractical and it's like you're going to see like i would not be surprised to see when we're like 67 year old men to see like kids protesting the right to live in a game yeah you know and it's it's going to be our generation who's going to be like oh that's not reality but and it's like and that's kind of what this is is like i think there's going to be a melding of it more so than a choice of it you know it's Mm -hmm. like it's like games are going to start you know it's even like pokemon go but yeah, you know, you're able to go catch Pokemon in the real world, right? And it's like that's cool, you know. And it's yeah. like I, you know, it's like I think you, you know, if that's if you have your bag, that's cool. And I think that adds like a more depth to it, and also adds, it adds, it could also be used to add like action, like in a way they're making you go read stuff online, yeah, they're making you do some different things instead of just like sitting and like they're also it also helps provoke more thought and more conversation. It's like you know we're at the 27 marker again on this i think the first episode was like 57 it's like we're able to go about an hour just on this content and stuff for sure. and it's like that's kind of what these brands and these shows want yeah they want they want 
the attention span, uh, people's attention is probably more is worth more than gold. I also you know, think this. Point. Sh- I also think a show like this with such like political undertones, because I what I appreciate so much this show is just like how they're framing all of that. Because I think they're giving it like that's what I think movies and shows need to do more is like you have the ability to craft things in a way that are far more digestible, and it's like it's it's fucking hard to get people to see other perspectives and it's like we want change to happen so fast but it's like it just doesn't because like we're all stuck in our own shit and it's like nothing like a movie makes you see and it's like that's what's like interesting about how they're approaching all these different things is like oh here's this world where there's retardations here's this world where they don't have guns is it going to be good is it going to be bad um so it's like all these extra documents allow that to be even deeper because they can give you the backstory on like, like how, how this happened yeah. and how yeah, this yeah. happened. And it's like, yeah, because this film like isn't that unreal to me. No. Even the, the superhero-ness, which that's the beauty of the Watchmen world. And I think um, I'm really happy they're doing like certain things I think should stick away from like political themes that try to get too political. For and sure. It's like, all right, you just ruined it. I don't like, want to see Star a Batman Wars. movie, Star Wars yeah, or that, Superman that movie. With... That yeah. No, it's like, but no. this can, cause yeah. it's just like nothing's other than not being trained to fight people. Nothing's stopping us from being these people in a weird way. Yeah. Um, in this world that kind of existing other than like certain elements of it, but yeah. And I, mean, I think that's, that is, um, a great tribute to like the original comics who uh alan moore uh created and it, it, he started this off as like very political you know as it i don't think it's it, it's not as relevant to us because we didn't grow up we weren't 20 in 1985 so uh those things we weren't even born um <laughs> those things weren't important to us well i imagine to those people uh who were in their 20s who who felt that cynicism and like you know kind of government persistence uh it was very relevant mm-hmm. so i think they're doing like a great job tying that in and not shying away from it because that this is exactly what it should be yeah yeah all right well i think we'll let's wrap it here and uh we'll see you next week for she was killed by space junk you can find us on anchor at all along the watchtower you can find us at instagram at at all along the watchtower (laughs) all along the watchman oh my gosh (laughs) but that is a reference to how cool our name is yeah Uh, so if you're hip i've been on the road jimmy (laughs) he's still got miami (laughs) yeah i gotta do watchman i did a podcast on there but all along the watchman instagram twitter anchor yep, yep um we're trying to do these podcasts every monday and then the first place it it came up at least last week was was on, on spotify. spotify and i i know the episode of last week is now on apple but we i'm not sure um at this time how quick that's going to go over so if you want to make sure you're up to date on us after the episode please head over to spotify and give us a follow um or hit us on instagram and then if you use your other platforms we'll be a pop in there soon yeah. Um, so thank you guys we'll see you next week totally see you guys who makes the world perhaps the world is not made perhaps nothing is made perhaps it simply is has been will always be there a clock without a craftsman